I'm Geraldo Rivera. I'm Emily Campagno. And I'm Eric Sean. This is a Fox News Rundown. Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. I'm Trey Yingst. In November, the Dow posted its best month since 1987 as economic recovery sits on the horizon. There's going to be tremendous opportunity uh, available to people moving forward. But if people are looking out of their window and they see a minefield every day with regulations and taxes and they don't know what's going to come down the pike, um, that's going to make things very, very difficult. This is the Fox News Rundown. Evening edition. With COVID-19 vaccine distribution just weeks away, the stock market is responding positively. 2020 has been a year filled with financial stress and economic worry. The beginning of the coronavirus outbreak left many uncertain about their investments and 401ks. Now, though, Wall Street is reaching record highs. Some of it has to do with, you know, insecurity. I think a lot of it also has to do with people looking forward Uh, to these vaccines. This is Chris Markowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. Coming down the pike and the the idea that people want to get back out about again as soon as these vaccines come out and that any type of uh, um, increased uh, economic activity we're going to have and local businesses and a lot of hope uh, is riding on the market right now. The market is a a forward-looking instrument and right now, looking forward, uh, they seem to be encouraged. Um, Do I think that there are many areas of the markets right now and many companies out there that have gotten what we'd like to call frothy? Absolutely. Um, Some of the the numbers are just patently absurd. I've been doing this for decades now, and uh, you you have to be cautious uh, when markets start racing through the roof. I I get a lot more excited when markets are down and I can see value. Uh, So now is an important time for people to take a look at the markets and reevaluate, not sell out of everything, uh, but maybe rotate some assets into some other classes that haven't done so well. Yeah, what are some of those classes that are still hanging on, sort of waiting for a vaccine to be widely released? Are there certain areas and certain industries where people can still find deals if they're looking to invest right now? Oh, sure. I mean, you go to the, the, the traditional route with, with value, which hasn't done well for a very long period of time. But, uh, you know, we continually add to value positions all the time simply because many of them also pay nice dividends. Um, in my business, it's been very, very difficult over the past couple of decades because of the Federal Reserve and their constant um, pressure on interest rates. Everybody's this, this idea out there that ultra-low interest rates are this most wonderful and great thing. It's not if you're a saver. Um, it, it's not if you're trying to, to put money away. I mean, I talk about, you know, back, you know, you know in the mid-1990s where you could, you know, buy a, a safe CD or a, a 10-year treasury and you could see 6 7% on your money. Uh, those days are gone. So, you know, investors have to look to companies right now and have to look to, you know, companies are doing well that are paying dividends uh, to make up uh, for some of those yields that they used to have in a, in a different fashion. This was something you talked about a little bit when we spoke in August, having people remain calm during all of this, that there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And you mentioned then that you really do like when the market's going down because you can see the value in these companies. What would you say to people now when they are watching a lot of TV, they're at home still, but they are seeing some of this economic outlook that looks hopeful? What would you tell them to do? Well, again, I, it, 
it depends on everyone's unique situation. I mean, we, we, you know, this idea out there over the past, uh, you know, throughout this entire pandemic is that we're all in this together. And, and quite frankly, that's just bull excrement. We're not. I mean, certain people were able to continue to work, uh, working from home and continue on with their jobs, where many people have been uh, put out of work. Uh, I'm also trying to help out a lot of people that have been uh, really knocked down hard because their small business has uh, closed down, uh, looking to kind of retrench and try to figure out a way that you can reopen uh, on the other side of this. Um, and, you know, throughout this pandemic, again, people, most people, they don't, you don't see these stories and, and the type of strife that people have had to go through because of all these uh, ridiculous lockdowns that we've been going through. So everyone's situation is unique and different. Um, I, you know, I like to be optimistic moving forward, and I hope. Uh, I've got three teenage kids that are dying to get back to school full time and play sports and do all of the things that teenagers are supposed to do. Um, I think we're all anxious to go on vacation again and, and not have to wear masks uh, everywhere. I mean, it seems to me <laughs> we got a couple states out there. I think that Florida is going to change its name to the free state of Florida because uh, they haven't shut anything down and, and business is going gangbusters down there. But for many areas of the country, it's, you know, it, it depends on where you're sitting uh, at this point in time as far as the advice that you're going to be getting from me. There's been a lot of talk about the possibility of a second economic downturn as a result of COVID-19, despite the fact that businesses should be opening up again, travel should kick off after the vaccine is widely available. Do you see this as a, a real concern for people? And even if it's not of major concern, obviously there's a lot of uncertainty in the future and what that, that might look like, but how should people be preparing for that possibility? Well, I think unless, if we're not going to get, you want to make a parallel, we can try to do this. And again, it's kind of interesting because you've got you know, Biden coming in um, as president and he is replacing well, obviously, he's bringing in his his people, and it's almost like a a redo of the Obama administration. And you can take a look at what they did uh, after the financial crisis. And if you recall back at that point in time, you know there was recovery summer, and things were going to get better until they realized that their their policies weren't working. And then they basically said, ah, you know what, uh, this is the new normal here in America. These jobs are not going to come back. Everyone's going to have to start thinking about things differently. Um, you need to get the government out of the way. We need to allow entrepreneurs to be entrepreneurs. There's going to be tremendous opportunity uh, available to people moving forward. But if people are looking out of their window and they see a minefield every day with regulations and taxes and they don't know what's going to come down the pike, um, that's going to make things very, very difficult. Um, it really is. Uh, it, you, know, you don't want to have that. You know, there's certain areas of the country, certain urban areas of the country, and I live outside of um, New York City. Um, I, again, I don't see how that area is going to come back. I think it's got a long way to go to the downside. I think we haven't even gotten nearly through all of the, uh, the, the garbage and the fallout that, that they're going to be dealing with there. You need people excited to go back into these areas, or they won't. And, you know, on the other side of this, this economic activity that people are expecting might be coming after this just might not occur because guess what? People will keep their powder dry. They won't get involved. Entrepreneurs are entrepreneurs. They're type A personalities. They want to go out there and build and create. But they're not stupid. They're not stupid. And they're going to be able to weigh risk. And if there's all sorts of risk of getting, getting, getting involved in certain areas, they're just not going to do it. You've been listening to Chris Markowski. 
the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. We'll be right back. You bring up an interesting point that this is a unique time in between administrations and the economic policy that we saw under the Trump administration will look drastically different from the initiatives put forward by a Biden administration. What are some of the things that you're looking out for and where do you think the first cuts are going to be made or the first additions are going to uh, be created in this new administration? Um, I'm sorry, I mean, I don't understand the question. What do you mean? Yeah, as far as what, I mean, what do you think is the first action on the economic front that the Biden administration takes? I, I, that depends on what happens in January with Georgia and the runoffs it really does. Yeah, um, and how much it, they can get yeah. done on Capitol Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. If, if Republicans can hold on to the Senate. Um, obviously, that's a completely different you know world that they're going to be living in. And even if even if Democrats take the Senate, um, I, I do think that Biden is going to. I think he's going to try to hold the line to some degree. Uh, I think he, they, the losses that they saw in the House um, this this time around, I think, spooked a lot of people. Uh, I really do, and, and I actually think even some of the the, the people, the, the Democrats that won the Senate. Uh, most certainly, um, they don't look to be the types that are going to go to you know the far left. Um, you're going to do that. You're going to have to move quickly. Um, there's a couple things that can happen. I mean, you take a look at the Obama administration. Okay, Obama came in and he had the House, he had the Senate, um, and guess what? He he got everything done. I mean, try to name for me anything that the Obama administration got done after his first two years, after 2010. I mean, off the top of your head, you can't think of anything. Everything happened within that those first two years that he accomplished. Um, if they do get the Senate, they're going to have to move quickly because you're more than likely you'll see a, a sharp a rebuke uh, like you did in 2010. So well, I guess, again, there's a lot of politics that are involved at this point in time, and we're going to see you know whether or not cooler heads uh, are going to prevail. I, I do expect um, the push for a lot of government stimulus and spending you take a look at the people that he's put in in regards to his economic team uh they're keynesian economists uh they love government spending they believe the government growth comes from government spending um, and that most certainly could be a drag on the overall economy i know our listeners always appreciate your perspective on this and your cool head amid what has been a, a very unique year for the economy and the stock stock market as a whole. Chris Murkowski, the host of the radio show Watchdog on Wall Street. Chris, thank you again for your time. Pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. In these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.